Welcome back to another episode of the Point One Update. I'm Cedric. I'm Mike. And in today's episode, Google holds emails hostage, a phone decision is nearly made, and the cloud is taking over. But we'll begin today with actually talking about the Pixel 4 camera that we forgot to cover in last week's show. That was fun. <laughs> so I was listening back through last week's show, and uh, we briefly mentioned the camera, and we mentioned briefly like how you know each other felt about it but we never actually got to talk about the show the the camera in depth yeah um which i mean you're talking about the pixel the pixel like year the main year, thing is yeah the it's, camera it's always the camera quality and um we wanted to touch on this first before we get into sort of the review roundup of the week the phone has been announced for nearly a week but i wanted to jump in um, I know Michael is indifferent to the camera uh, software. As long as it takes photos. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> but I think they did some really, really cool stuff with the camera. And um, I, I took a little bit of notes during the event. And then, of course, a week later, um, we've had some hands-on reviews with uh, a lot of the experts and um, people online. So we'll get into some of that a little bit later on as well. But one thing that stood out to me during the conference was the computational photography. Um, that's something that is that you are slightly interested in. Slightly, yeah. Yeah, more than just the the picture aspect of it. But I liked um, how how much effort Google's putting into the software and really creating a really nice image. Um, they they call their images like a signature look, which mm. is something that uh, a lot of users have criticized Google um, with their their sort of algorithm to to create an HDR image um, to make it look as good as possible. A lot of people have criticized it, but Google is certainly owning it at this point, and they call it their signature look based on these computational photography, um, whatever they're doing to make their photos look so good. But I mean, I think that's smart, you know, like if there's like bad weather or something, the computer can still do its best to... Mm -hmm try and make it look the way it's supposed to look so i think it's a smart way to go yeah and they're doing it with not so much help from like the the processor it's more of like a combination of machine learning and then you know bringing in the internet to to help out with um a lot of these these algorithms to really make the, the photos pop mm -hmm. and they look really really good um during the conference they had a a little jab at apple they said this isn't mad science. It's just simple physics, <laughs> where which I had a little chuckle at because during Apple's event a month ago, uh, Phil Schiller he was really really excited about the machine learning on the iPhone. He said it's it's computational photography, mad science, and this guy just comes on stage. And he's like, like that's that's the norm. That's yeah. This is basic math. Yeah, like, <laughs> not hard. <laughs> Apple's getting hype over over things that people do every day on their devices. But um, real, real briefly, um, I have here at Google, they've leveraged their photography software to blow past Apple every single year. And we see this, this cat and mouse game with Apple's camera where the Pixel comes out, typically always comes out after, about a few weeks after yeah. the iPhone is announced. And for... About a three or four week period, Apple has the best camera on the market, and then the Pixel comes out, and it leads for yet another year. 
Um, and so they, they clearly have the advantage in AI and making and software and making these photos look the way they do and ha- continue to have that advantage over Apple. Yeah, and I think Apple finally caught the vision this year. Like, we need to use some AI processing to catch up, you know, with, uh, with Google's software, really. Because I, I think it's the camera, but it's pretty much the software. It is. The camera just helps out a little bit. Yeah, you know? it is. Um, they're, they're apparently using off-the-shelf equipment, Normal, yeah. like lenses. Like, they're not doing anything sophisticated with their, their lenses, like the glass they're using, and um, nothing's special about it. It's, yeah. it's almost 100% the software. and um, Like, I think they just made the little three cameras just to kind of almost poke fun at Apple. Like, oh, we mm-hmm. do cameras. We can still do better than you, though. So Right. Yeah, and so, yeah, they've, they've mastered... Uh, everything they could out of the single lens mm-hmm. over the past three iterations of the Pixel. Um, the Pixel has always had a single lens and has always led the camera the camera race. They've even done like portrait mode mm-hmm. through a single lens, which sort of um, pressured, I guess, maybe Apple when they came out with the XR yeah. um, to to see what they can do with a single lens. And iPhone's been doing portrait mode with two lenses since the 7 Plus. Um, the Pixel has been doing portrait mode since the Pixel 2 with one single lens. And so I feel like they've already mastered um, using a single lens and they've sort of elevated those those properties with a dual lens this year. Yeah, and even listen to the, uh, the talk they gave. I forgot his name, but he was explaining how, uh, what I think it was like a photo of a dog in it and they were using that in portrait mode. Mm-hmm. They were just taking the software that they have and making it that much better, getting the fur right and, you know, getting all the little points and details right. So they definitely know what they're doing and they're definitely the best at it. Yeah. So I don't know how Apple's going to catch up unless they steal a Google engineer or something. I don't know. It's insane. Um, Of everything that Apple does well, it's uh, it's always interesting to see them fall, not fall behind. I don't want to say that they're, they're behind. Like they're, the photos are still incredible on an iPhone. It's just, they're a little bit better on the pixel. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's always That's a little strange. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me for the, the pixel four camera was the live HDR, which is something that I, I've seen, uh, on in a somewhat obscure phone. It's a Motorola Z. Um, it came out a few, few years ago. I remember that phone had live HDR, which you can actually see how your picture is going to look live in the viewfinder before you take the picture. Because um, you know, typically, like we mentioned, the the computational software is what's doing all of this after the fact. You take yeah. the picture, and then Google does its magic, mm-hmm. and then it spits out a gorgeous picture. But um, this time, they're actually able to render what the photo will look like in real time, which is amazing. It's incredible. Like, wow. Yeah. Like I think that kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Yeah. Uh, how, how resource intensive that is to and pull how off. how quick that has to be that negative latency type thing. <laughs> yeah. Right then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing it on the Moto Z and I was like, man, this is really cool. And I would try to tell customers about it and they really didn't care. <laughs> but I think now that um, photos have become such a, like a, a big part of, of a feature set for a device, I think live HDR is now an appropriate time to start trickling that out and becoming like a feature for customers actually care about. 
Um, and one thing that Google introduced last year was Night Sight on the Pixel 3, which is, that is actually... Okay, uh, that that is cool. Yeah. You take a picture in pretty much in the dark or and at night. Black. And it <laughs> lights it up for you. I think that's still computational, though. It is. Yeah, that's 100%. really cool. That's um, probably the hardest one, too. It is. Yeah. And I remember, so the Pixel 3 had the night sight. And when that launched, I, I honestly, I was like, okay, you know, night mode. I, I don't know what exactly I was thinking at the time because of what I've seen so far. It's hard for me to think about how I used to think about night sight. But I couldn't imagine like it actually looking as good as it did. And I, I honestly thought some of the the sample footage, the photos were fake. Um, yeah, because like it's not grainy. It's not, you know, what you think, you know, taking a picture at night. It's mm-hmm. crystal clear. And like, like you said, it's we've been taking pictures in the dark for so long. They look so bad. <laughs> and they look awful. And then Pixel 3 just casually, I don't even, it didn't release to any fanfare. Um, it honestly... Night Sight became like a really big deal in their ad campaign later on, but um, they they really nailed it here. And with when they introduced the Pixel Three, they actually introduced Night Sight to the previous devices as well. Oh wow! So it was like a retro feature. Um, and so the Pixel Four, um, actually the iPhone 11, 11 Pro, and Pro Max introduced like a night mode. Um, and that was a clear attempt to oh, catch yeah, up. Oh, yeah, most definitely. They even, even on the website, they um, had a little comparison between like the Pixel 3, right. I think, mm-hmm. the Pixel 3 XL and the iPhone 11. I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah. I, I can only imagine being Apple and doing that comparison of the Pixel 3 on stage and then knowing that the Pixel 4 is coming out in less than a month. And that's probably going to blow them away. Yeah. And... Um, I'm not really sure if if the the gap is even wider now on the Pixel 4, but one thing that, that they did mention about night mode is that there's a astrophotography mode that you can place your phone like on a a stabilizer or like a a tripod or something and let it sit for a few minutes and you can be in the pitch black and take a picture of the sky and it'll kind of create and stitch together this really beautiful image of the stars. And I think it's in our, cool. our very first episode, I was talking about this guy that did a astrophotography shot on the iPhone 11 and it was beautiful. And now the Pixel, it has that as like a feature. Whereas the iPhone was like by mistake, someone did this and wanted to know if this would work. The Pixel 4, they have an astrophotography mode that you click on and I'm almost sure it's going to be better. It is. Uh, yeah. It is. Um, at least from some of the sample photos that we've seen from some of the early reviewers. Yeah, I'm sure they sat down and thought about it and engineered it out. So, yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's, it's truly breathtaking. Um, but yeah, that's those are um, just a little bit of the recap that we missed last week on the, the camera. Um, so, yeah. The reviews that came out, it, the phone has been launched for a week, has been announced for a week. And so they've had a chance to, uh, reviewers have had a chance to use the device and, you know, tell us their impressions of the phone. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Yeah. Most people who are, you know, experts, I guess, are like, it's the best phone ever. 
normal people are kind of like, yeah, it's it's a good phone, but it's not like this amazing thing I thought it was going to be. So um, I I blame the second one to I, I blame Google because like they they leaked it too much. Like oh, this mm-hmm. is they hyped it up a little too much for what it what it actually was. So like it's it's not this brand new thing. It's just an upgrade to the three. Like it's not a whole lot of difference. Yeah, that people thought in their minds that it was going to be. So it's not particularly revolutionary. Yeah, it's, um, you know, this is a stark contrast from last week. We were just enamored by the Pixel Four during the event. You know, we're sort of in Google's sphere of influence, drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun. Like that's fun, honestly. Like going watching these events and getting wrapped up in the hype mm-hmm. of their presentation. And but but if you're not in that. If you're not in that space, if you're not drinking that, you know, Kool-Aid right. or whatever, it's doesn't hit you the same because like, okay, it's another phone with Android on a DA. Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing awe-inspiring. So yeah, it's, I agree. It's, um, but I don't know why. Like, I don't. You sort of have to, to put yourself, you have to take yourself out of that nerd perspective, yeah. you know, review and I. But, but Apple does the same thing. Like, they'll, for some reason, like, they don't change much, but people... People love are it. sucked in. I don't yeah. know how they got people to jump on the bandwagon. There's a different but. sort of cool factor when it comes to Apple than a Pixel phone. Um, I think Pixel, Pixel's on its way to becoming mainstream in the way, and I think that's their goal. They're they're really not trying to compete with other super ultra powered Android devices. They're competing directly with Apple, and they're trying to win that that mainstream general interest, that group. But I think they're going to have to like change their strategy. Like you remember when the iPhone first came out in what, 2007? Yeah. Yeah. It started from day one. Like we're tailoring this for the common person. I think that stuck with them up until now. So they've got the common man, you know, mm-hmm. Google just didn't jump on it like that. So they went, I guess the other way and kind of piggybacked on what, the iPhone was already doing. So yeah. they're kind of having to play catch up and figure out a way to grab, steal some of those people back, you know, and get them on their bandwagon. They're going to do something differently because there's no advertising things not working out. Because like, <laughs> the common man's used to the advertisement and the... Yeah, the glitz and the glam. Google yeah. doesn't do that. And yeah, They're going to have to like do something way different than what they're used to doing to grab normal quote unquote people, you know, that are into Apple. And it's interesting that they're so bad at advertising because they probably have one of the largest budgets out of anyone. Well, I'm not really sure how much. Well, they're great at advertising on the internet. Yeah. So like just transfer yeah. that to like everything else. Just like ads like popping up they're everywhere. They're great with that, but they can't advertise their own stuff. I don't understand that. It's really, really strange. Um, I, I, the more I think about the Pixel and the more that we're exposed to the Pixel, the more I'm starting to think it's become a project for them. Like it's not really a big priority anymore. Um, the it's Pixel. like it's an experiment that's just gone mainstream. They just kind of have to go with it. I mean, they like it, but it's not like we did this for everyone. We kind of did it to try it out and see if it would work as they normally do. It's just, it's stuck. So they're just, and it's a moneymaker, of course, so they're going to keep going yeah. with it. But I don't think their intent was to solely, you know, I want to do this 
you know, to make a phone to help, you know, so like not for the same reason Apple did it. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think they're in a weird place because they, they supply the software for yeah. a lot of different manufacturers who they're also competing with when they made the Pixel. Yeah. It was a different situation. Well, I think, so I don't want to lose my thought there. So I'm going to put a pin in that. But I think this issue comes from their roots with the Nexus phones. And the Nexus phones were really just like a vehicle to push out the new Android Android, updates. Um, Where the Pixel phones, it's become like... It's like Android's great, but look at the phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're actually like legitimately in the market to compete against Samsung and... Uh, well, really, that's that's really yeah. their main competitor. And then, like, how do you do that when the main point is the software? Like right. for Samsung, it's the software; for you, it's the hardware. But you're using the software. It's weird. Yeah, because you can't de- you can't decouple the two. You can't give them a different flavor of Android. It's not gonna right. work. So, like, I don't know. It's it's just really interesting. I, I've always liked the the vertical integration that Apple's had with making the software and the hardware on the iPhone, that's really what's been appealing to me for the iPhone is the fact that the same company or the same people, groups, are working on the software and working very closely with the hardware team. So you get that that seamless experience. And with that, you get really great support with software updates. And, and that's the main appeal for the Pixel Yeah, is the instant updates long-term support which you're not going to get on a competitor unfortunately that's just the case um man um but yeah the the pixel for uh the experts and the reviewers they're um they're sort of split as well they're some are saying this is a solid android phone um and they're selling they're reviewing more of the experience of android Mm -hmm. rather than the specs uh, which is Android phones have always been like really big on specs and blowing out the RAM, making sure that the processor is just above and beyond anything you would ever need. But for some reason, they're still laggy. Like, how does that work? I don't, I don't like, I'm trying to think, pulling my Android development thing. <laughs> um, at least from my perspective, Android does so much. There's so much in like the Android framework that needs to be processed and you know there's like how many versions of Android now it's like you know KitKat Lollipop 10. and all that and there's mm-hmm. so many different versions that it has to go check through it, it takes up a lot of time to go and make sure that you know like even in the source code they don't delete any of that stuff it's just like oh this is deprecated you know instead use this thing over here so they don't they don't get rid of the code because you know it's 10 versions they're supporting so it's right. 10 versions where the code's sitting there that's why it takes so long because it's Man. millions and millions and millions of old dead code to a, a 10, but you know, it's still used in a KitKat. So like they dumped all that stuff and did what I did, what um, Apple does and make you update. Mm-hmm. They'd be fine, but you know, no, it's open source. So do what you want. Yeah. So, it's going to continue to be slow until they, at least until they catch up to like Marshmallow or something. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like six or seven, but until then, nope. Wow. So I give it like five years or so (laughs) just to kind of, because, you know, they, they try to keep it as long as possible Um, for the, for the years now for the developers, they just kind of like, 
oh, we're switching this now. We didn't tell you we're switching it. We're switching it. You're going to switch. Mm-hmm. And you need to support all 10. I don't want to do that. Wow. So that's why it's slow. So this was a preview for our future fragmentation discussion. No, can't wait. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, fragmentation's just been an, an issue for Android in general. And it's a main frustration for me as a Android Google fan, but also an iPhone user. It's unacceptable to yeah. me. It's really unacceptable. If I were to get like a Samsung phone, I'm not sure when I'm going to get an update. And that really doesn't sit well with me. Um, I mean, it's not, it may not be important to a lot of other people, but for me personally, looking at a device, like looking to buy a device, um, I, I need to have like updates. Yeah. So. Now, I mean, Apple does irritate me with like an update every like all time. <laughs> like, God, there's always an update, but at least the update. Yeah, like honestly, On a that's a basis. good problem to have. Like, I'm you update too, too much. many updates. Yeah, rather than you uh, have three years have gone by, I'm still on, like, come on. It's always hilarious to me when uh, Android I Google I/O comes out and they announce the new Android betas like launching like right after the event, and then it always seems like either the week before, or the week after, Samsung gets last year's update. The yeah. day that they announced, but the honestly, new now I'm thinking about. I know why they do that because the betas are so like hacky. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I think some, one time I installed the beta stuff, some stuff just didn't work. Yeah, and it takes it takes mm-hmm. them so long to update and actually get the code working all the way. You know, um, even like today, I had some stupid issue where on one of the versions it's not supported so it was they I looked at the code they had to hack it to make it work I'm like you wrote the thing why are you so <laughs> right. that's, that's why they wait so long because it's so hacky they, they want to wait until it's fleshed out and it's ready yeah. to go Apple I don't know how they do it but they do it much better so that's that's the reason Samsung takes so darn long yeah which I appreciate it's the the open source issue they gotta stop that yep and I think that's really that point alone is really what elevates the pixel above everything else um, in my opinion and I think that's where a lot of reviewers are coming from is the Android experience like you can have the most specced out phone in the world but it may not get updates it may not get support it's also really really it could be really laggy at some points whereas the pixel may not be the most specced out phone in the world but it's going to have the smoothest experience. It's going to work. Everything's going to work just fine. It's so. going to work. Yeah. And this has been the iPhone model for years. Is iPhones have been, up until the last few years, like generally underpowered devices, low RAM, yeah. low clock speeds. But you would never know because you've never seen a hiccup on an iPhone, right. which is insane. But um, yeah, moving on from <laughs> from the fragmentation discussion but um yeah a lot of these reviewers um pointed out that the one thing that's missing on the pixel phones is the original quality photo backups which is always has been like a selling point for the pixel is that if you buy a pixel unlimited storage unlimited storage original resolution yeah yes 4k videos super high res images um, will back up in original quality to Google Photos, whereas every other device, you can back up original, but it's going to use your space, or you can get free unlimited compressed images mm-hmm. and videos. But that's no longer there. No, Google has finally jumped on that bandwagon. 
Yeah. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, come on now. Come I on thought, now. I thought that was going to be like Pixel's thing. Um, you know, the name Pixel, you know, Mega Pixel, yeah. you know, original quality. It kind of like blends together. Original quality backups, unlimited storage. I think even though technically it wasn't like unlimited storage on your device, the, the way that they explained it, it really makes a lot of sense. You back it up, you can safely delete it off your phone. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you perpetually have full storage all the time. That's the reason I would get it. I do it now. Right. On my iPhone. Yeah. For that reason. But I guess no more. So I'm going to have to figure something else out. That's that's really whack. Like that's, I think that's one of the, that and the camera is, well, they're pretty much the same. They go together. That's the main selling point of the phone. You take that away. I can, oh and great, I can take great images. And the updates. And the updates. Okay, that's yeah, that's updates. really about it. But if I take out the unlimited storage, yeah, I can take photos, but I can only take like 5,000 of them and mm-hmm. then I'm done. <laughs> Right. Or they're not in the original quality that the camera actually took. Well, then what's the point of me taking the photo? And I'm so. really interested to finding out what Google's perspective is on why they removed that. Money. I mean, well, that, <laughs> kind of, up. well, that goes into our, our next topic, but um, it's just... Like, that's the only thing you, that makes sense You to need my a head. differentiator. We always talk about differentiating yourself in the market. The Pixel is not the nicest like looking device. I think the Note 10 mm-hmm. plus phone, Note yeah. 10, like that's probably the nicest looking Android phone out. What the Pixel had going for it was Google made the hardware and the software. They have always have best in class camera and original quality photo backups that don't eat at your storage. And um, I think removing that, especially when Apple does not have that. That's your selling point. And you can hold it over their head all day. Why why would you take that? Why would you shoot yourself in the foot like that? I don't know. Come on now. I did see this guy on Reddit. He exposed the fact that iPhone images with the the image type dot H-E-I-C actually Mm -hmm. back up in full quality to Google. I don't think they knew that. But this guy on Reddit, they know he now. found out, um, and people were like blaming him in the comments, like, "Why did you tell us this? You know, now Google's going to oh, they're going to oh yeah, yeah, and most so, definitely because they can't have the iPhone backing up original quality, mm-hmm. and the Pixel Four doesn't. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna yeah, and they're not gonna go back on this, so yeah. they're gonna be like, nope, no more. Jeez, oh well. But I am a faithful Google Photos user. Yep, I use. Google Photos, high quality images. Um, I've got a lot of pictures on here. I even let it style them for me and, you know, mm-hmm. do all that fun stuff. Yeah. So it's been really resourceful. And I think they've really paid a lot of attention to how people are using Google Photos and they've introduced some really neat features. Um, but a lot of people are might, might be feeling the heat a little bit um, of some of they're the changes that they've made to Google Storage. Yeah, let's talk about that great thing they did. Yeah, so um, Bloomberg Bloomberg had a really, really good article about um, G- Gmail holding people's emails hostage because they've run out of Gmail, Google, Google Cloud space. Yeah. Um, so to kind of set things up, 
when you start a Gmail account, you get 15 gigabytes of Google Drive space, which accounts for your Google Drive, your actual Google Drive, which you can upload documents and videos and mm-hmm. all sorts of sheets and slides and all that. Yeah. yeah, presentations and documents. And then it also com- com- is composed of your emails and your Google Photos storage. If you don't have a pixel and you want to upload original quality, it's going to start chewing away at your 15 gigs. Yeah. Um, I think the article said that they introduced that 15 gigs in 2013. So it's been seven yep. years. Seven years is a reasonable amount of time to fill up 15 gigabytes of space. Definitely. And some people are starting to bump up against that 15 gigs and they have not been able to receive their emails unless they, one, delete all of their stuff or not all of it, but enough stuff to get emails or they pay to upgrade their storage. That is the definition of hostage. I mean, it is. I mean, at least it's not like 10 bucks a month. Right. I mean, it's it's only two. I had to do it. So... I, I, just, yeah. I understand because I hit the 15 and I was like, oh, snap. What's your story? How, how did you bump? How, how did you discover that you needed to? Well, uh, so my emails were taking, taking up a lot of space. I make a lot of documents. Um, at first, I was putting up, putting up some of my code up there, like mm-hmm. the whole app, just oh. to kind of hold it for a second so Jeez. I could do some stuff. Um, but it wasn't that much. And then I started, I put two up there. I think I hit like 12. And then I knew that, because I think it has a little disclaimer at the bottom, you, once you hit 15, you're going to have to get some more space. Right. So I was like, all right, I need some more space. And I looked, I went on Google One. All right, fine. I cracked. I went, okay, it's only $2 a month for 100 gigabytes. I'm not going to use all this. I mean, whether it sounds like a fair trade-off or not, I need my Google Drive. So yeah. I just had to do it. I I, like, it does suck that they're holding your stuff hostage. Basically. But that's the only way they're going to make their money. So I mean, I understand, but it's still wrong. They should do something else i, I mean there's know. nothing i don't they should do something else that's that's whack so but. i think when it first started you got five gigs like originally and then they moved it up like to 10 and then 15 and then they had all these different promotions where you get like 100 gigs if you buy like a chromebook yeah you get 100 gigs for two years for free um, I just think it's funny that you had to go from 15 to like 100. Right. Like it's there's like, no middle ground. I don't need like, that much space. I need like 50 but, yeah. for, you know, 50 cents. But because I think it goes like 100 gigabytes, a terabyte, two terabytes, 10 terabytes, 100 terabytes. Like I don't think they have 100, but that's that's a big jump. Like 100 yeah. terabytes. I mean, 100 gigabytes to a terabyte. That's a humongous jump. It is. I don't need That's That's too much space. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. It's hilarious. Like. like what is taking up that much space? They couldn't even, I don't even know. I think they should do something in between 15 and 100, maybe 50 or even doubling it. or like something. An option to double it or something like that. Because the, the common, the normal person's not going to use, they might use, they'll use 15, they might use 30. Mm-hmm. Nobody's using over 30 if you're not doing anything special. But I think I see where they're coming from because these cameras and, and everything are taking 4K pictures. They're taking really, really yeah. big file sizes. I think 100 gigs makes more sense now that I think about it. Okay. Um, it's just a sort of a buffer so that way you don't have to keep looking over your shoulder from 15 to 30 or 15 to 50. 100 because gigs. Because it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially now that they're not doing the high quality, the original quality 
um, backups anymore. I guess that makes sense. But okay, but if I if I upgrade to the 100 gigabyte, that should let me take. That's that should like re-enable my high quality because I paid for the space. <laughs> give me my high quality. Right. Well, you get you'd still get free high quality photo backups. Um, it doesn't use your space, but I think what a lot of people are realizing, if you're paying for a phone that has a 4K camera, they sort of want to be able to access that those 4K images okay. and mm, okay. 4K videos and things like that. Yeah. Which, you know, I completely agree with. Um, high quality downgrades it to 1080p, which I think my phone still shoots like 1080p. I think mine does too. Which I'm perfectly fine with. But I think but, mine has an option for 4K, which is like, I mean, it's great. I don't use it, yeah. but that's great. I know a lot of people, they, they're shooting in 4K. They have no idea. And they're out of, running out of space. Yeah. And like they'll panic and buy like cloud space. Which but is, you know, it's crazy. Like space isn't even that expensive. Yeah. It really isn't. It's, Dirt, it's dirt cheap. Let's be real. It's not expensive. They're, they're like, we're paying rent to reserve a space on a data center, two ninety nine a month. That's like and most and most of the da- most of the racks hold like an ignorant amount of space. Yeah, on that one rack in that like, yeah. Come if, on now. You look at it as paying rent. I guess it makes a little more sense, but you're right. It is they're way overcharging for this stuff and. It's a lucrative revenue stream for these companies that don't really need more revenue streams. Yeah. These are already trillion right, dollar companies. Like they're making, I forgot how much Google makes a year. It's some stupid amount. Like in the 500, 600, probably 700 billion, billion. a year on top of the now 4 billion a year they're going to make on. Like what are we, what are you doing with all that money? They're making money, man. Like, and what are we doing? Google, Google, they're at an advantage because of how good they've done with cloud storage in the past. They're they've, the best. they've built that, that trust. Yeah. Um, you know, I know in school, well, I don't know if I want to say this, <laughs> but in school I have, I have unlimited Google Drive space still on my VCU email. Oh, do you the know? VCU, don't take it from me. Oh, Please. Really? I got my insanity up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't have that held hostage. I got like 20 <laughs> people on that <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i still get free unlimited google drive space and that's I think really cool with with gmail like g suite really getting into like the universities and exposing like how valuable cloud storage is um more and more people are going to trust google google drive than than they would with icloud i know i mean i'm still as hesitant with icloud yeah, I think my stuff backs up. I might have to take that off. Like whenever it asks you, do you want to upgrade? Nope, I'm good. I'm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm on still on 50 gigs. I may have upgraded to 200. I think I have like five. I never even upgraded to five. But oh man, I'm on 200 gigs. Wow, you might. They, they got me. I think it's because, <laughs> um, the backups and recently they allowed you to like back up um a lot of different apps directly to it, and so I have a lot of voice memos and documents and like text messages and stuff. And so I felt like 200 gigs, I'm only using, (laughs) I'm only using 18 of it. So I got to reevaluate. You want to, you want to size down some? I'm trying to remember why I upgraded because I was bumping up against 50 
for some reason, but I can't remember why. Was the next step like 200? Yeah. The next step's 200. (laughs) They know what they're doing with that. Yeah. And cloud storage as as like a revenue stream for these companies is so lucrative because people are going to freak out. People have this weird fear of deleting things. And so they just throw everything in the cloud. And that stuff can get expensive to maintain for these companies, but not like companies as big as Google. Oh, yeah, they have data centers everywhere. Like it's, yeah. I refuse to hear like the, the sob story from them about like maintenance costs. That's the easiest thing that, that's the easiest thing for them. Like, <laughs> it's not that. It's, I don't want to say the G word. It's not greedy, but it's, it's a little slimy. So greedy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually have never. There's no reason. Since, since I still have the unlimited storage from VCU, I've never looked into the Google One. You have a little more experience with Google One and yeah. how it's organized. And you said it, the tiers basically are like. Yeah, I'm a, yeah it's, uh, what did I say, uh, 100 gigabytes. Um, and then it goes to one terabyte. Let me look at it up real quick while I'm sitting. Yeah, it's a 100 gigabytes and one terabyte. Uh, then it goes to 10 terabytes, which is like hmm. a stupid amount of space. Like, you really don't need all that. I mean, maybe can you imagine the company does the time like, it takes to upload 10 terabytes of stuff? It's crazy. Like Google Google Drive already takes forever to upload anything. Yeah. Like the most basic file, it'll take a like, photo takes like thirty <laughs> seconds to a minute. Come on, it's it a photo. Should, it should be instant. <laughs> like, come on. But I don't know. Ten terabytes. There's no real way to like hardwire into like your Google Drive and upload something it's, directly. It's all well. I guess once once it like indexes, you can leave it, and it'll mm-hmm. take care of itself yeah. in the cloud, and you just wake up the next morning. But I don't know. Man. It's, it's like, I mean, I like it because, you know, it's only $2 a month for me, which really, of course, that's how they get you. That's mm-hmm. $2 a month. That's, well, that's $240 find on the ground something. a year. I know. Don't tell, don't tell me that. Don't, don't tell that's me that. a decent don't hard drive. Me, don't tell man. me that. You can get like a good two terabyte SSD yeah. or something. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. So it's 100 gigabytes. For two dollars a month, it's two hundred gigabytes for three dollars a month. Okay, two terabytes, which is still a stupid jump, for ten dollars a month. Uh, ten terabytes for a hundred dollars a month. Twenty terabytes for two hundred dollars a month. Three hundred dollars for thirty terabytes. Jesus, who is paying that? Someone is. Oh, I mean, wait, wait, but you get some more stuff, I guess, if you want to call it stuff. Uh, I guess for every tier, you get access to Google Experts. I don't know what for. Options to add your family, extra member benefits. Maybe I can see I can see the larger ones for like enterprise. You can just buy like three hundred terabytes for like your company, and you your entire company can use that. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense than just one ten percent back on the Google Store. Um, What is on the Google Store? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, like you know the the book bags and the hats and the I bought bought Nest products. Yeah, I bought something once. It was pretty cool. Um, well, I mean, that's hey, that stuff is expensive. It's like $70 for a jacket. I'm like, look, <laughs> I'm not repping Google like that. No. I have like two, three Google shirts that I got when I was working. I think about like a book bag, but I was there, so they gave me a discount anyway. But anyway, um, but yeah, like 
what is it 30 terabytes yeah that's got to be company related that's got to be enterprise. okay that makes sense when i think i actually i think we're looking at it from the consumer perspective of like i would never buy 30 terabytes but their revenue stream is going to be more than just like a million people buying a two dollar a month right. it's going to be these companies that are investing in G Suite, which they're right. pretty heavy on. Mm-hmm. They're buying these 300 terabyte, whatever it is, 30 terabyte plans for yeah. 300 a month. And they're they're just milking that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that definitely makes more sense. But still, even the, I have to upgrade and pay for like 100 gigabytes. Just, just give to me get 50. your emails just back. Just give me 50. Just get your emails back. Like that's, yeah, the, the company part I understand, but like I got to pay $2 a month to get my own email? Like, what? After you promised me it was free. Yeah. At least in their mind, you know. Now I got to pay. What the heck? So I, I hope people don't just start leaving. Because. I mean, where are you going to go? I mean, what's <laughs> what's a good alternative? Outlook? Like cloud? I don't know. Outlook? No, Outlook's not. I don't trust like Outlook. Azure? No. Mm-mm. No. I'm just naming stuff. You trust AWS? <laughs> no. Where are you going to go? I don't know. Like Amazon Cloud and iCloud, I don't trust it. I mean, I don't trust, not, not like trust, like as far as like security and privacy, not your, I, I need it to be as reliable as Google Drive was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, so people just going to have to upgrade. Oh, well. Hmm. Just get out your wallet, $2 a month. Here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> for like a free tier, what, what would be fair in your opinion? Like how much storage should be like an entry level? I signed up for your service, but I don't want to pay yet. I'd give it like 20 or 25 because really people don't need that much more space, mm-hmm. you know? And I'd say it like, if you, if it, if the cap is 25 at 20, tell them, Hey, you have five gigabytes until you're going to have to do something else. So you have to delete some emails. Cause most people, they have, they've kept their email for like the past six, seven years, delete some of that stuff. You don't need all that. Yeah. You know, so ah, kind of, you know, yeah. blame the people, person on that. People, Deep down in the back of their minds, they're hoarders, and, they're and a lot of people are like, "Oh, the cloud. Where's yeah. my stuff going?" You know. I think we're yeah. We're, Still, we're getting closer to getting more like the general population like acceptance accepting, of the cloud. Yeah. yeah, like accepting like this is useful and you can access this from anywhere. If when I was working retail, I would, I would ask, "Do you have a backup?" And like their phone is like destroyed. And they're like, I need my pictures. I need my pictures. And I would ask, like, do you have a backup anywhere? And they're like, no, they're all on the phone. And I'm like, honestly, if your photos were that important, you would have had them backed up. They wouldn't solely be on your phone. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of like educating people on how how the cloud can be useful. And, and how it's actually more secure than putting it on a hard drive or a little, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called, USB those can get that you lost. can lose, yeah. yeah. Or I can just take and s- stick it in there, and then oh, got all your stuff, yeah. you know. Because no one's thinking encrypted USB drives. I might get one of those, but you know, no one's thinking about that. So no, mm-hmm. no, not the the ladies or the people buying it at <laughs> you know Target. They're not thinking about encrypted flash drives. But I think a free tier, if you're going to sign up for a service in today's world. Should be fifty gigs. Fifty gigs. You're and just today, I mean, giving it away. Fifty gigs. Can't honestly, make no money. <laughs> if you're backing up these high quality videos and images, um, a lot of like, especially now with you know cloud 
um, like streaming, streaming games, streaming videos, streaming music and things like that. Um, I think Apple users and just like cloud streaming services in general have it good because you don't really realize, you know, the, the toll you're taking just from streaming on like storage. True. But, um, I don't know, like having, having a cloud library, like think about your Apple music and like the playlists and the things that you've saved, like technically that's taking up library space somewhere, even though it's just like a, a file telling the website, the, the, the app, like the, the web address to get the song, it's still like taking up space. True. So it's, um, I don't know. I think 50 gigs is fair. I guess when you put it in the light of the videos and 4K and all that, sure. With all the emails and your docs and all that stuff you're putting up there. And then 50 gigs, 50 gigs. Also, see, this is <laughs> 50 gigs is enough if you fill it up that you're going to want to upgrade because you have much more at stake. That's so, true, too. I think it, it's a win on both sides because the consumer gets more space and the company sees their consumers more incentivized to purchase True. later on. So, I don't know. Maybe I should work in corporate Google. Maybe you should. Google land. Put your application in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I know I'm a huge fan of Google Drive. Do you have any other cloud storage options that, that nope, you're Google Drive of? all the way. I know like... Like I've, I've tried Microsoft's, um, what do they call theirs? It's just um, OneDrive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's, it's okay. Sign it, like that signing in and out thing over and over and over. They still that have not fixed that. Obnoxious. I still hate that. Yes. Ne- no, never. I'll never use it. It's That's the worst. Bad. And it's still a problem. I'm like, keep me signed in. But then you ask me to sign it again. I'm like, just forget it. Um, so yeah, I've used that. It's, it's okay. Uh, Amazon. Locker. I have not tried that. You tried it. I have not tried it. I have an Amazon Locker profile, but I'm like, I have Google Drive. Yeah. I have no use for this. <laughs> but I think they did have like a higher, like you're paying for Prime to get Locker, and I think theirs is like, I want to say it's like a terabyte. But like when I think Amazon, like they do certain things very very well, and then other things is just like trash. It's very hit or miss. Yeah. So I, I don't think, like they don't pay atten- they don't pay a lot of attention to other than like AWS web services. That is their bread and butter. Other than that, their stuff is not good. Like the website's kind of meh. There's everything's just kind of put together enough so they can, you know, sell their products or you know, you know, do what they do. Yeah. So I don't really feel comfortable putting my stuff in their hands like that. Cuz mm-hmm. they have to maintain unless you're using the AWS type of infrastructure, mm-hmm. I wouldn't use it. Man. And I'm not confident they are, so I'm going to pass on that. Because that's that's not their strong suit. AWS is everywhere. It, it and was, it's good. Like, I've used it. It's, it's, it's good for what it does. It's really good. But mm-hmm. I was shocked to see how many domains and, like, actual websites use AWS as their that's backbone. Bunch. When AWS went down, like, was it earlier this year? Mm-hmm. Sometime. And it was, like, Netflix was down and, like, all these websites yeah. were down. Like, Twitter... That uses AWS as their their back end and it really opened my eyes like how big they are and like they they built that they're building a campus like in Northern Virginia 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, near Nash- Crystal City. Crystal yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah, and soon I might actually apply. That's, that's like the this the epicenter for the U.S. of like all of the the data, the internet traffic all passes through like that area. Yeah. It's like mostly AWS traffic. So if it's not using that structure, I'm not comfortable because I don't know how they're how they're using my data, where they're putting it, if it's going to break down, you know, like I've never heard of Google anything really going down for that long. Right. You know, so. Um, hmm. I don't know. I know. Amazon's doing a lot, so I don't know if they can handle that too. There's people actually using iCloud as like their primary cloud service. Like they use files and they try, no. they use it to, for documents and other files, like pictures. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine how like we use Google Drive. There's people using iCloud just like that. Mm-mm. Which is, I mean, they've got, they've got somewhat of a, a parody with Google. They've got sheets. Google has sheets and slides and docs. They have a, and then they have pages, numbers, and keynote yeah. on the Apple side. And those are all cloud. And I don't even want to get to, I mean, we talked about Microsoft, their 365 with, that is a mess. I don't know if you've used the Office 365. Yes, yeah, it's not it's, it's like, pretty bad. I'd rather just go ahead and download Word on yeah. my computer, like get the actual app on my computer, because Office 365 is the worst. I mean, it's pretty cool when it works. I know my, my previous job. Work. Yeah, my previous job they used Google. I mean, not Google, Microsoft Teams. And if you um, upload like a, a document into like the Teams chat, it would open in the Teams window as like an in-app browser and you can operate in the Word document using Word Online, which was kind of cool. But I don't know if I would use it like every day. I don't, I mean, Google Drive is completely free at the moment. Yeah. I even used, uh, what is it? Uh, was it OneNote? Yeah, Microsoft OneNote. Note or whatever. Uh, I tried, I used that and actually like pulled up my phone and downloaded it. It's, yeah. it's first of all, it's clunky and it's slow and Things don't, I don't, the data doesn't sync. I'm like, that's the whole point of me downloading right. this thing. So I'm, I'm good. They, they, yeah. it's, they got some work. I don't to know do. what they're doing over there, but we'll save that for later. Yeah. That's, that's a, oh my God. We'll have an entire episode on Microsoft. Microsoft. Blessed. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I think we're at a good place with, with cloud and everything. Um, Google Drive is, probably where it's at even though um they're they're charging you a little bit more uh if you if you use up that 15 gigs uh one way to get around that is go to school people and get get an unlimited google drive i don't even know if they still offer it but i'm or 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 be real hacky and make another account that's what uh, the, the Bloomberg article yeah, is like. That. The guy's like, I made like five or six accounts, so I can yeah. have more. I mean, that is that is a lot. That's a lot to manage, and no one has time for that. So yeah, each one would have to be like different. Like you're uploading, and you're gonna have to files. find a different email address. Too much. Just just pay the two dollars. I say, just pay it. Be done. You might as well so. at this point. I mean, it's it's gonna be. That's how it's gonna be anyway. Yeah. Like in the future. So. Oh well, no more free storage. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think the free tiers are are done for now. Yeah. So, well, over the past day, switching gears a little bit, I actually 
received an offer um, for for an upgrade from Verizon. Uh, we talked about the Pixel 4 earlier. We talked about the iPhone uh, earlier this month. <laughs> I received an offer from Verizon to take like $250 off an iPhone. Oh. And then my trade-in is also worth $200. So that's $450 total off an iPhone 10s from last year, which is actually like my preferred iPhone over the 11 Pro because it still has 3D touch. Um, it doesn't have like the strange looking cameras on the back. I We've talked. But you don't get like that, that midnight forest green thing anyway. I can get a case. <laughs> I got some connections totally, you know, sponsor us. But um, there, the iPhone XS has the telephoto lens, the regular wide angle lens. That's what I wanted from a phone. That's what I have now. And I was very, very close to pulling the trigger and taking 450 off of the iPhone XS, which was like $899, um, which was basically half off. Yeah. And I did not. Why not? I don't know. I, I, so actually, I do know because Monday I got an alert saying that my phone was battery health was low and to replace the service, the battery and take it to the Apple store. And so Monday I went to the Apple store and replaced the battery and it's at a hundred percent and my phone is lasting like two days on a single charge. Like when I first bought it and I'm like, this is amazing. I don't need a new phone. And then like literally three days later, Verizon texts me and just yeah, but like you can get the same battery health on the new phone, right? And have the new phone with it. So like, why not spend that three hundred dollars and get the best of both worlds? I take really great photos with this. See, but your photos can be even better. I don't know, man. Like these, I don't know. Get a nice new color and stuff. Uh, and I would just get black. no no button and no bezels yeah. and none of that. You get a fuller screen and. You know, so I would get the 10s gestures and stuff. I wouldn't do the 10s Max, even though I have the Plus. The 10s Max is technically the same size as this phone, but has a larger screen. But I personally like the 10s, which has this, which means the the phone, the screen is the same size as the Plus, but the phone is significantly smaller, and I like that over the 10s. Uh, Max or the Max versions. I mean, it sounds like you're sold, so just go ahead and go buy it. I am, but I just I don't know. This is working perfectly fine, and I heard they've got some really neat stuff cooking. See, we're just gonna let this deal go by, and it's not gonna come around again ever again. You know, like kick it's yourself not. in the butt if you didn't get the so, phone. I, I missed a similar deal last year. Oh, never mind. Okay, the iPhone 10 was like four hundred dollars off, and I had a trade in that was worth even more last year because it's a year ago. And so you're going to wait for 12 to come out and do it then? I heard they got some really neat stuff. Like they're doing completely redesigned, but you know, we're not a rumor show. Um, yeah, I'll just so, wait until it comes yeah, out. We'll, we'll cover the event next, next like next year. June. <laughs> yeah. We'll start leaking stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up another episode of the point one update. Uh, we'll be back in a week with more news and discussion. You can find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure to leave a review and rate us five stars if you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, a huge thank you to our sponsor, Roar Audio, for the space, equipment, and production for the show. You can follow them on Instagram at Roar underscore audio. You can find me on Twitter at Sedward. You can find me on Instagram at God and Jazz Fabric. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a week. 
you've been updated.